You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, fellas, fellas, fellas. I've had a great weekend. I hadn't seen your beautiful faces and it feels like so long. But here you are. How was your weekend? You know what, Gary, you know, I, I, I'll go first, Gary, because you normally go first. Hey, so do, do we hey, wanna, hey, in case you're wondering, it sounds like uh, D'Angelo still doesn't know how to work his mic from last right. week. Right. So I guess I'll again. go ahead and start first because he still doesn't know how to work a mic. So I'll start off. My weekend was good. My family left this weekend. I got stung by a bee and, or wasp by my head trying to clear some wasp out. Uh, so other than that, that was my normal weekend. So just playing video games, family left, and just hanging out, you know. Now let's see if D'Angelo got his – Why do you do that? Why do you there just tell me he got his that mic. I had – Mike, wrong. And I've been talking to you this entire time. <laughs> Even before we got on there, you could have told me. It's called setting Mike, you up for the show. I, I have to let you know the reason why I, I'm always having these mic issues is because my wife doesn't like using the mic when she go on her Zoom calls and stuff. So she unplug it and make it to factory default. So then I come in here and I just plug this up or my uh, headphones and my 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 mic up to the the computer and when i plug it up i forget to switch the settings i'm assuming but i can still hear you as if it's the settings are not changed so that's why i'm always having the issue that i have and then you asshole gary for not telling me and before we come on to hey man your settings jacked up again well you know everybody likes to hear you fumbling around and messing up so we're just going to keep that going and and look i was so in tune to Getting my damn settings and stuff right. I didn't even hear how your weekend was. So I didn't even get a chance to judge you. So well, that sucks. So we're on to you now. So uh, <laughs> well, you Gary ready? got stung by a bee. You gotta hear more about this. Well, right? You got stung by a bee. Well, it was a wasp. So I was trying to clear out. I put up a new uh so I have like a little cabana area out by my pool and I had to replace the top because it was broken since it's like four years old. So I replaced it, whatever. Well, there, there was wasp over there, so I had to try and spray them and get them out. So I walked over there and tried to move a little curtain thing that's there and spray. There was like did. 30 of them in there. One that's of them landed on my hand. I walked on your ass, Gary. You got whooped by 30 wasps. Well, but no. Hey, I, you it, you, though, so, you only got stung once. So the first one landed on my hand. I threw it down, and I guess it flew back up and landed right on my forehead and, and stung me in the head. So well, I killed it, but it stung yeah, me. It got up. me. <laughs> Dang. It's so hard to say goodbye to my home, <laughs> You got stung by a wasp, Gary. I know. How? I still don't understand. Like, I, I feel like there's a certain age where certain stuff shouldn't happen to you. And I feel like that you're at that age where you shouldn't be getting stung by wasps. Well, if it was just one, I wouldn't have been. But it was like 25, 30 of them. And I was trying to spray them with this free spray that kills them. Yeah, I didn't have a good job with it. So there were some more. So because I didn't have much. So I, I was just trying to I, use what I had. Look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to draw parallels, but I 100% completely am. So you mean to tell me that you think you can run a 4A40 and you got stung by a wasp and you can outrun a wasp? 
I wasn't you trying weak, to kid. run. There's no way. There's I wasn't no trying way. To I was no trying to spray them and water. kill them. Okay. Right. Big difference. Okay. I'm just saying. Just oh, okay. Right no, no. Me. I got you something. I got you something. So we had a little football camp down here. So it happened last week. So you you going to bring up the four the four eight stuff? Okay. So you know how we do training. You know how you do the med ball toss over your head, yeah. how far you can throw it, right? Yeah. Okay. So we had a little station set up like that, right? So how far do you think you can throw one D? Uh, I don't know. Pounds, 14, 15 pounds. Just 14, wondering. 15. I don't know because I use a twenty-five pound ball. So no, you don't oh, because when you're training, I, you, you know use what I'm that. saying? I got it. I'm twenty-five train pound with you ball. Boone, we use a fifteen so pound. I don't want to hear this nonsense. To <laughs> drop my weight to ten or fifteen pounds and do all the calculations in the time that you give me to fourteen because I use a so I'm pretty sure it's gonna be double whatever you throw. But go ahead, what you got, Gary? So I'm just saying. So I had one of the kids. He challenged me. He said, "Oh, I I, I can out throw you." He was. This was one of the high school kids. Yeah, I said. Yeah. Make sure we, we get this kid. We don't know this is even a good camper. We just know this so, is a kid. No, no, no. This is one of the high school players. He's helping. Okay, coach right, the kid. right. But so, here's the thing, though. We we know if he look, <laughs> Gary. We, I know y'all talent pool in Florida is amazing. Okay. You're dang but right. This little rash of kids that y'all choosing from. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> As I'm saying, okay, so he is six three two seventy. Just for okay. reference. Okay? okay. So he says he can beat me, and then I have two other kids. Who think they can beat me? So I have the two kids who are a senior and a sophomore. They get to both throw the ball. So once it oh. lands, the second one gets a throw from that spot. And where it lands is what I got to beat. Okay? Okay. Wow. So okay. The first one throws it about nine yards. Okay? The second oh, one throws sucked. it about he eight sucked. yards. Okay? He sucked too. So it's 14 pounds behind their head. First time they've ever really done something like this. So it's about six, four, what, what is it? What's about 15 yards? So 16, 17 yards, something like that. And then the other kid who's by himself, he throws it about 16. So I get up, go against both of them. I launched the first one about 21 yards. So it shows <laughs> like I still have it. And that's not even like warming up. That's just going. And then I throw the next one 22 yards. With That's all in the air, by the way. This is disgusting, one. Gary. So this I'll, is disgusting. You know, it, I am challenging D'Angelo Williams <laughs> to a med ball toss, a bench press, and a 225 the next time we're together. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he backs out of these challenges. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to back out. This is so disgusting, Gary. You are disgusting, beat him without bro. lifting. And without being in any kind of shape, how mad is he going to be, Time? Yeah, he's going to – I really want to make sure y'all do a, a foot race, too. You got to make sure that's in there. Gear. I don't want him to hurt himself. Just Let's not <laughs> do this. Yes. Just stop this right now. Stop this madness. I don't know. What's, what the hell are they – what are y'all drinking in Florida, bro? The Florida <laughs> man, that is, it is true. Water. No, it can't Save be the, the regular stuff. They tain the water out there with y'all, man. It's you crazy. <laughs> you have lost your damn mind. I'm, I want to tell y'all what I did this weekend. Since Gary's taking all the time, being a dick. Uh, <laughs> I, we went to the zoo this weekend, bro. And it was very interesting because I really found out the perspective of things and like kids, how much of a difference in how we see things and perspective matters. Uh, we go to the zoo and 
you know, I'm we're walking through the zoo and then we come back home and we're sitting at the kitchen table and we always we always ask the kids, you know, what was your favorite part of the day and kind of rehash some of the things that they did. And <laughs> my oldest son, DJ, he goes, uh, yeah. he goes, uh, Daddy, uh, I was like, what was your favorite part? He was like, we saw some lions, butts, and I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, you can see them butts. Their butts when you was they was walking back and forth. I was like, that's kind of a weird description of a line. No, you don't never just, you know, go up. And and the conversation took a turn. And this is when it took a turn. And I was like, ooh, we're really teetering on some uncharted waters here. My my oldest daughter goes, yeah, daddy. You know what my favorite part was? And I'm like, what? And she goes, well. Uh, the gorillas, they were really cool because they was like laying there with each other or whatever. But she was like, for some reason, I think like the baboons are cool because, you know, they're butts. And I go, why Why would you say that? She was like, you can't not think of baboons and not look at their butt. Like, that's the first thing that you look at. And I go, wait, what? She said, yes, when you think of a baboon, the first thing that you see, you don't picture a baboon and be like, oh, you like his head or his arms or his legs, you'd be like, oh, man, look at the butt on that baboon. <laughs> My daughter's 10, and I'm like, I don't know how to take this. <laughs> because in some aspects, she's telling the truth, and then in some aspects, you're just like, whoa, that's probably a little extreme. Like, you're talking about a, a butt of an animal. So, you know, we get through this conversation, and uh, I'm still thinking, like, whoa, everybody's perception is crazy. I said, DJ, how did you see the lion's butt? They was pacing back and forth. I would have been like, hey, I saw some lions. Or, uh, you know, when she was describing uh, the baboon, I would have been like, hey, I just saw a baboon. And <laughs> my father-in-law goes, yeah, did you guys see a, a three-toed sloth and, like, start moving slow? And it was it, the, the dinner with the shit after that, okay? I... I <laughs> I pushed myself away from the table and I left. Uh, <laughs> I guess my question was, would, should I have stayed at the table? Because it was getting out. Of, should I have stayed at the table? Uh, I think you're fine. I think you're fine either way. Whether you decide you're over the conversation or you want to keep talking, basically they they weren't. They already gave their input. You don't really have a response to the input, so your your conversation's over. If you wanted to talk more about it, you could. So whatever. I don't think there was. I don't think you're in the right order in the wrong. So I don't think either way. Okay, but that's that's that was my weekend, man. It was pretty cool uh, because we was able to get out of the house. Uh, I know. I know you don't want to get into vaccinations and being unvaccinated and the reasons why you do or do not uh, agree with it, but. You know, when you get vaccinated, you kind of can go anywhere you want to go. And I'm saying I'm vaccinated because I'm able to travel now. Unless you're NC State and then you can't go to the College World Series because uh, even when you're vaccinated, the NCAA is going to shut you down and send you home. That did happen. What? <laughs> yep. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know we got we, a guest oh, coming we, 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 we will get to that as soon as we get over this guest first. We'll bring that back up. We have a guest coming on first, and then we'll bring that. Oh, Gary! Before back. we bring that guest in, we gotta do our shirt off for today. Ooh, right. ooh, time ready. Beauty and the Beast. 
Oh, I did a cool. Oh, <laughs> wow. Imagine. Now, did you do that on purpose, or did you have the same one I did at the same time? No, I saw what you had on, so I went and put it on real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. That was, that was a good one. That was good, Matt. Uh, we are going to bring on like, a guest. Uh, he's going to little talk about a little like recruiting that we're going to be doing for our AFWB stuff and stuff that a new app he started. So we'll let him talk about it. We'll bring him on here in a second. Well, Gary, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce your very special guest from down under. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we uh, we got on my buddy James. He, uh, he just created this new app. It's dealing with recruiting. And uh, he's actually a product of international recruiting. He is actually Australian and got a college scholarship to punt. So he's came up with this great app, and we're going to let him talk about it, dive into it, ask some questions, and just see what it all is because we might be partnering with AFWB with him. So we're going to see how that goes. Well, hold up, now. Floor. Hold up, now. I'm about to say, I know D's going to get on him because he's a punter. So hold on. Just as you prepare him. Hold on, Gary. You don't know that this is a great app. You haven't even tried this yet. I have. I have been I, on it, I just got to see. I'm I got to see if it's, if it's great as you said is it, it is. <laughs> I've been waiting on this right here. And he a punter, too, so he already got two strikes. One, I got to sit here and listen to him talk. And two, he used to damn kick a damn ball for a living. That's all he did. That's all he did. Hey, as hey, long as he gets you a college degree, it's all matters, right? You're right. You're right. You're right. Talking all right, about you got the floor, the James. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys. And I agree. I wasn't really an athlete. I was just happy enough to kick a football and get my school paid for. So I agree with you. Definitely, definitely not an athlete here. But uh, yeah, you guys are, are correct. And, and we have built a, uh, a recruiting platform, as you can hear from my voice, born and raised in Melbourne, Australia, and didn't even know what football was uh, until I was 17. And then nine months later, I was on a plane uh, to play a game that I'd never heard of you know, just about a year a year ago. So it was very much a, a whirlwind experience and was lucky enough to get a scholarship at SMU back in 2016. Uh, and my recruiting process was was really fragmented. Like I didn't get a choice in the matter really. It was just like, this is where you're going and hope you like it type of deal. And I thought it was just an international thing where like, you know, because of, I wasn't exposed, I didn't have the exposure here that that was just the way things went. And then I got into like my locker room at SMU and I heard all these stories of like, you're terrible. Like my, I got screwed by my high school coach. I came from a low socioeconomic household. I might've got injured, whatever it might've been, every excuse under the sun. I was like, oh, wow. Like this is like unbelievable that we live in like this technological world and there's no solution. So what I built was I essentially combined the concept of LinkedIn and a dating app, but specifically for collegiate athletic recruiting. So student athletes can create their own athletic resume, promote themselves to relevant college coaches, compare themselves with their peers, swipe left and or right on a university to indicate their interest based on what their specific uh, requests are, whether it's a high academic school, it might be a location, quality of competition, if it's, you know, Power 5, D3, whatever it is. Uh, on the college coaching side of things, they have the ability to sort, filter, and swipe on a prospective student athlete based on their wants and needs. The big thing that we found is that the social psychology of dating in a romantic setting and then recruiting are just about identical. It takes two to tango, and it's really, really easy to figure out if what the the thing that you're looking for in regards to attraction, you can figure that out really, really quickly. If it's a, a man interested in a woman, you could probably tell him in a few seconds if you're attracted to that person. If you, And likewise, as a college coach, you could probably tell within a few seconds if that athlete is athletically talented enough that checks all the boxes for you to want to recruit that kid 
and vice versa. So that was really the process on that end. And then we also have a third user, which is a liaison, which is where you come in, Gary, which is the high school coach, the private trainer, the recruiting service, mom, dad, grandma, someone that can act as that third party or intermediary between athlete and coach. Uh, rather than you know removing that third party from the equation, they're actually, in our opinion, the most important piece. So we want to put them on a platform and a pedestal to be able to not only help the kid, but if you know if they're a small business owner, help them build their own business, generate leads, et cetera. So that's kind of the thirty thousand foot of what we've built. Uh, we've been live now for a little over a month. We've got twelve thousand users, ninety schools and counting. So we are uh, we're we're on our way. So what, what what would you say was the hardest part about getting it started and then follow up with like what schools have already been attached to it and everything? Uh, hardest part is truthfully the fact that w we don't believe that this industry has innovated in any way, shape or form for the better part of a decade. So being able to change the the perception that, you know, this is the way it's been done and now there's a new thing that you should try, um, especially when dealing with quote unquote, older college coaches, you know, they're not the biggest fans of change often. So uh, to be able to convince them that, hey, this is a this is a better solution than Twitter, which they've been using now and they're settled with Twitter. Unfortunately with Twitter, you know, and it's not Twitter's fault, it's a, it wasn't built for recruiting. Twitter was just the freedom of information and recruiting happened to find a home there. You know, in four consecutive tweets, you might get something about cryptocurrency, something about politics, something about sports and something about dogs and cats, whoever knows, right? And, you know, that's not Twitter's fault. That's just the way it was designed and built to fit your timeline. Whereas what we've built here is directly tailored for your for you to all network in one general place rather than kind of have all the clutter that is, um, you know, traditionally Twitter. So that was that was kind of the biggest challenge. And I feel like we're doing a good job there and getting the message out appropriately. And we're really attracting the user where they are. And obviously ours is the young teenage boy at this point in time. So really like strong emphasis on, on TikTok, if I'm being honest, because trying to meet them where they are from an engagement standpoint. And then uh, in regards, you just mentioned what are the few schools? I mean, it's, it's everywhere from SEC schools, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, all the way down to junior college, you know, Tyler Junior College and everything in between. So um, it's, we're, de we're definitely not discriminating there. So um, I know D'Angelo's gonna ask this, I'm gonna ask before, is Memphis a part of it yet? Not yet. We are speaking with a few of the coaches there. If you have someone that w you can help us get uh, get in contact with there well, to get I, I, line. I just know that's where D'Angelo went, so I was going to know. He, I knew he was probably asked that at some point. No, we'd yeah. love we'd love every school on, but we have not. I, I played against Memphis all four years of my college career, uh, and yeah. was, not, was not lucky enough to beat them. So uh, <laughs> you know, we got our we got our pants pulled down one year. My God. Uh, that was bad. My freshman year, they beat us 51-7. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's okay if you want to relive those moments, man. I'm, I can listen to these all day. Go ahead. <laughs> Negative. 0-4, go ahead, man. Talk about it. Talk about you want, about you want to. We, we were really, really bad. It was unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you when you played at Memphis, you still played at that stadium, but the windiest yeah. stadium I've ever played in. Like, I just couldn't – I didn't even know where the ball was going to go. It was like whatever way you were standing in that stadium, the, the wind was in your face. And as a specialist, that's your worst nightmare. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Can, can we? Can, can I just ask you uh, just a question, just off the record? That sure. Uh, probably has nothing to do with your app. And 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 this is a you a punter. You could tell us about this or mm -hmm. kicker or whatever the case may be. How tough is it to kick in the wind? Because that's what that's all y'all get paid to do is kick the damn ball. 
So you should be able to, when you win pregame, you should be able to know, okay, if the wind's blowing this hard, I, I need to kick it this direction. That's the reason for warm-ups. And then we get in the same game, you got to make the same kick and you miss it. What's going on? I, I just want to know, why can't we get that corrected? Because that's all you do is kick. <laughs> I, I agree. I would say that it's 95% mental. You know, everyone at the college level and especially at the pro level, everyone's talented enough to make, in theory, 100%, especially at the kicker position, like every kick's the same. Everyone should be able to make every kick, but like you've only got 1.3 seconds and everything has to go right. Everything. So, you know, it's like you've, you've, you have to narrow in and from a kicker perspective, if the hold's wrong, you're screwed because there's so little margin for error. If the snap's wrong, you're screwed. If one of your linemen don't block appropriately and your vision's impaired, like there's a hundred things that can go wrong there. And punning is, is truthfully even more complicated from a, how many things have to go right in order to, for your job to uh, be successful. And you only have 1.3 seconds. So it's like what, you know, you could in theory, be great but if you're mentally like i don't know if my guys are going to block for me you might get you know a little hesitation there <laughs> and that you know that's game i was lucky and I, I never had a punt blocked in my career but if i did i'm sure i would have kind of been like oh i should probably get off this off quicker than i needed to but i mean the win truthfully man is like the single biggest like fear of everyone i, I the day i finished playing i stopped checking the weather i didn't care if it was raining <laughs> all i cared about was what the wind was doing that day uh, seriously, I, I would have I would have played in 15 degree weather, but still over 75, but blowing a blowing a breeze. So, yeah, yeah, not is, a, is a punter's biggest fear the wind or being the last man to beat on a run back touchdown? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one returned on me, um, and it was it was just inevitable. You know, when you see that happen, I made two tackles in my career but i mean you're dealing with guys that are running four threes so like what am i no what am anyone gonna do when you've got a guy that's 160 pounds in college just who can f run like the wind i mean right, right. it's game over me, me and anyone in the open field i'm not gonna win that battle so right right <laughs> I mean, this is this this is what i love about kickers though when they talk about they sound like pitchers when they get stuff ran back on them like you know, when a pitcher throws something like, oh, yeah, you know, he went yard. Like, he was a direct result of going yard is because of the pitch. There's 11 people that have to do their job in order for that kick to not be ran back. It's not how you kick it. It's yep. how you cover the kick. So it had nothing to do with your kicking ability. But, you know, you yeah. said you had two tackles and, you know, you guys are not physical guys at all. So. Uh, hey congratulations now. on your two career tackles. <laughs> hey now, I played Australian football, which is a which is a violent game. So Rugby. I, yeah, I I I was a tackler prior to my me, you know, making the conversion over here. So honestly, it was frustrating for me only having to just punt a football and not being able to do everything else. It was kind of like I was the I was you know a pretty popular guy Friday Sunday through Friday, and then and then on Saturday, no one wanted to have anything to do with me. So. I mean, Ooh, I had okay, I had, okay. I had a light flex, light flex. <laughs> I had a I had a love hate relationship with game day, especially. I was like, "What am I doing sitting in a hotel room for, where I might only play two or three snaps today?" It was it was a frustrating ordeal. Okay, yeah, I, that's I, <laughs> I just I, I had to ask that question because you know we don't we we don't get any kickers of any kind on this show for a reason, and um. <laughs> You just so happened to get on, and I needed to get that question out, so I don't have to ask that question ever again. So, actually, so long story short, it is all mental, truthfully. I okay. mean, 
guys just, you know, break under pressure. Okay. All right. I, you know, I've never been in a kicking situation because I was one of the many athletes that was out there that was playing multiple <laughs> snaps. It's also like if you missed an assignment, like no one, like generally speaking, like the crowd didn't know. But if right. you like, if you miss a kick, I mean, there's nowhere to hide there. Right. You know, yeah. like it's either good or it's not. Or if you shanked it, I mean, you know, you shanked it. So that's, that's, okay. the, that's the tough part. I, I, I got one more because I, hey, I, I yeah. would never have a kicker on because you guys are not at the top of our list of people. <laughs> <in it>. so, <laughs> I, I have to I have to ask this question, bro. Yeah. When, whenever you miss a big kick to win to win the game or something like that and people just just assume y'all are on suicide watch. How fast do y'all get over like a missed kick where we should just let that shit go because it's just a part of the game? Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how much do you put on yourself when it's just, you know, everybody say it's a game, it's a game, it's a game, but you're down two, you got a chance to win the game, you botch that kick, y'all lose it. Like, how do you? I mean, I mean, obviously you feel like shitty, but do you? You let that shit go, you come back, you, or you, you, you just, you're done. Yeah, I would. I mean, you would argue that, like, yeah, you just let it go, but at the end of the day, like, guys are human. I mean, especially like. You look at like some of the NFL and it's like game winners to to win a game and then you know you've got a whole a whole state or a whole city that wanna want your head on a on a stick. I mean, <laughs> your public enemy number one in some cases there, and it's not a fun place to be. So I and you know, I mean, I've had one of my one of my four I don't know if you guys watched the Michigan, Michigan State game a few years ago where the guy dropped yes. the snap very last play. Yeah. So Blake O'Neill was like my mentor through the same program. We came through the same program in Australia. And he turned his phone off for six weeks. I mean, he was, I mean, he was getting death threats. Um, so I mean, you know, what do, what are you meant to do at that point? You're trying to go to class, and you know, <laughs> kill you. <laughs> it's like That's, it was bad, bro. It was a bad snap, but like it was that, bad. death threat. No, it was bad. Ah, that's. That's a that's tough crazy. one. I'm have I to mean, review that. <laughs> D'Angelo, with all the times you fumbled, I'm sure you've dealt with something like that as far as <laughs> <laughs> he, did have a fumble, so. he is known as a fumbling man. So, uh, no, so no. What did what did you uh, what did you study at SMU? Uh, marketing and advertising. So, oh. how did you transition into building an app? <laughs> yeah, I've always been kind of technologically um, inclined and. Uh, had been involved with a few different startups throughout college um, with form with friends that I, I went to school with that you know we'd build stuff and it didn't work because a product market fit. So I always knew I was going to build something. I just didn't really know what it was. And I was lucky enough that like one of my former teammates was a full stack engineer, um, had a team, had kind of the infrastructure. So like I brought it to him and I was like, hey, like what do you think? Uh, and then you know we built out an MVP. Well, I mean it really started as like I came up with the idea my last semester of school went to like my, my college coaches. I said, Hey, if I built this, would you buy it type of deal? Um, and they said, yeah, if you built it and, and it does what you said it's going to do then for sure. Um, and then we did that and then built out an MVP, realized that we needed a more social element and like the LinkedIn kind of functionality, uh, built it out. And then we, I mean, it, it took the better part of a year and we launched on, on May 24. So just, you know, five, five or so weeks ago, uh, yeah, but it was a it was a, a hell of a process. We made every mistake you kind of can make. Um, you know, we I mean we pretty much lit ten thousand dollars on fire building the first MVP because um, it just didn't work. And then you know we had to start again. So I mean it, it was definitely wasn't an easy process, and we learned a lot of the, along the way. But um, I mean definitely worth it now. Kind of we're enjoying the fruits of our labor. 
So okay. is is SMU on it? Yes, sir. Oh, look yep. at that. Yeah. They, I got to know, as somebody that went to SMU, where was your favorite place to go hang out uh, during the nighttime? Oh, <laughs> the Green Elephant was was where I spent a lot of my time. Um, <laughs> if you if you know where that is, I mean Barley House, uh, right off campus, was a a pretty popular drinking hole. Um, uh, so I uh, I do marketing for Cowboys Red River. I don't know if you ever went there, the the honky tonk country bar. <laughs> and and see, see, ladies, see, ladies and gentlemen, if it had been any other player on the field, they would have said practice. But because he doesn't practice, no, nobody would have said practice. Punished. <laughs> I'm not because, even gonna let you get away with that because no player would have said practice. That's a I'm lie. Giving him a hard time. I'm giving him a hard time. Right. Yeah. So, I, real, real quick, what what is the name of app for everybody that's listening? If they want to check it out and all that kind of stuff, what's the name of the app? Air. Air College Recruiting on the App Store. Is it is now? Is it come? Is it on Google as well, like Android yep. market and everything too? Yep. Just type in Air on on the Google Play Store and you'll find it right there. Okay. Is this a paid app or is this free? It's free. There are premium upgrades, just like if if you're familiar with the business okay. model of link of LinkedIn or a dating app for that model, like it's an exposure game. The more more times you're seen, the greater chance you ha you have of getting matched, etc. Just like with anything. So. Um, there are definitely premium options within the application, but you can get everything you need out of it for free. And again, it, we're, we're a platform, not a service. So like if you're a five foot seven kid trying to play left tackle, like no one's going to be able to help you. And we're, we're certainly not in the business of being like, yeah, for five grand, we'll be able to help you get this. Like, no, no, no. Like the cream will rise to the crop, the, to the top. Sorry. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, maybe you'll find out on air that you're not as good as you think you were. And mom and dad were lying to you. And that's okay. So, I mean, that's, that's the premise of the, of the profile. Okay. Got any yeah. other questions? Time or D? No, yeah, I so could, I could, I, I kind of, I kind of want to play devil's advocate, but I don't know if he's ready for that yet. Please, okay. I'm an open book. Go Please. ahead, Tom. But I don't know if he's ready for that. No, I'm ready. I was just gonna ask, uh, you know, the I'm just going through the scenario, and I'm just thinking about the times when you're on the date naps, and you're just going through swiping to see what kind of range you got. And I was wondering if that's gonna be something that a player could do too, just gonna swipe right on everybody just to see. Who would take it? Like, how does that how does that work? Do, do the teams have they already gone through and say, yeah, these are or like do you do the do the players go first and then you send their stuff to the the college? How does that work exactly? Yeah, the the individual you know high school athlete or college transfer athlete can go on and swipe left and or right on a university uh, to indicate their interest. So like, especially for a D three program, for example let's say 500 kids are interested in going there or they have a, the D3 program has a list of 500 guys that they want to recruit and 350 of them have a D1 or bus mentality. Uh, we don't want those coaches to waste all of their time uh, and they want, we want them to recruit guys that have an interest in equally going to that university. And then on the student side of thing, we want them to feel as though they have real opportunity to kind of go where they want to go rather than like be at the mercy of, of, you know, maybe a coach likes you, maybe not, or maybe, you know, your high school coach, whatever the situation is, we want to give them the opportunity to control their own deal. And then from the, the college side of things, they can essentially build their own player from a college coaching perspective. So it might, whether it's a physical trait that you're looking for, whether it's positional, academic, um, if it's a non-scholarship school, what like the financial situation is, how fast they jump, how high they run. I mean, how fast they run, how high they jump, uh, class, you name it, who else has offered them, they can essentially break it down. And, by, and, and as a result of that, watch the first 30 seconds of the kid's film. 
we've, we, we interviewed kind of hundreds of college coaches prior to even launching it, and they all told us that within two or three plays, uh, they could make a decision on if a kid was athletically capable of playing at that school. Not, ignore everything else just on raw athletic ability. Can this kid play at whatever the level is, whether it's, again, Power 5 level or if it's a junior college or NAIA, every coach has some sort of a baseline metric eye test of this kid's talented enough. So that's the that's the process. So one thing I really like about this, D, like in terms of AFWB, is this will give us an an avenue to get kids internationally looked at and given an opportunity to get on a platform and get their uh, game film in front of coaches. And maybe they'll get the opportunity. Like he's Australian. He got an opportunity to get a college scholarship by kicking. So we could, if we're able to do anything with that, with any kid international for AFWB, that's a huge possibility, which I like that this app gives us that ability and it's free for the kids. That's the huge thing. They don't have to pay to try and see if they can get recruited. They can put their film up. Coaches will determine, and then they can contact them through that way. So I really like that aspect for us, international aspect with AFWB in general. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> no, if you have something to say, ask it. Yeah, so if, you got, if you want to play demo, no. do it. No, uh-uh, I'm a, I, thank you. I, no, I you really, got it. No, go ahead. No, go I'm, ahead. Do it. I'm a fool, man. Do it. Uh, no, so now we got, we got D'Angelo shying <laughs> away. He never does this. He <laughs> no, must be scared. I, I, okay, so, so no, since you want me to dive into it, I'm going to dive into it. So this app sounds a lot like Huddle. Uh, why should I go to your app when I could just go to Huddle, go to that side, put my information in because they do the same thing on Huddle. And all high school students are there, so it's not like uh, I coming over to your app is going to help my kid any more than uh, him posting on Huddle or any other. Because in order for a coach to find you, they have to be looking for you. So how do you help a coach look for somebody that don't have a name and don't have a face versus? them just doing it on their own. I got a whole bunch of questions because it, it sounds like all you're doing is you're doing the same thing as Huddle. It's a public platform where coaches could potentially or could potentially not be on. Um, and, you know, you kind of rolling the dice there. And if you go premium package, you can't guarantee me that I'm going to get get picked. So if I'm 5'7", the ones that are really the desperate ones are the five set, the linemen that you talked about that nobody's going to look at. Those are going to be the ones that pay that premium price because they think you your guarantees may not be what they think they're paying for. So I want to know how you differ from Huddle. Yeah, so I think if if Huddle was and I'm not I I'm very complimentary of Huddle. I think that they're a direct complement to Air, where I don't see them as a competitor at all. Um, if Huddle was the be all and end all solution, then every kid would get recruited, right? Right. But that's not the reality of the situation. <laughs> that like people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on helping with recruiting services and we're not a service but if that if huddle was the perfect solution then there would be no other need for anything else period end of story so huddle doesn't have a social element you know you can't really connect with anyone like we're building out a true networking effect here like additionally if you have to find a kid on huddle Whereas you can't really just like say, this is what I'm looking for and then evaluate really, really quickly. You're going to have to watch a 45 second ad on Huddle and you're going to have to break it down have a thousand tabs open, et cetera. There's no way to really break it down. Um, and the club has to pay for it. For, like the high school has to pay for your Huddle in order for you to have access. And we're just saying here, every kid go for it. So 
and, and that, well, that's how, how will you get how will you get my highlights though because how on huddle it's the school that downloads the highlights and then they just kind of pick and choose them but they're not downloading them to your platform because these are each individual kids so they in turn now have to go get their own film the kid yeah but every kid that, that wants to get recruited is doing that already and then we have an integration where they can simply post their their huddle highlight url um and coaches can watch it within our application as well there's no like we are directly complementing them i would also argue that this is far more than just the student th the student part of this i mean how many coaches above the age of 30 in college football have have been at the same school like it's it's almost impossible there's like no such thing as job security in college coaching and they don't have a network or a platform to be able to do anything huddle is in that for them we're not just you know the uh, we're we're just as much networking as we are recruiting and evaluation and where again huddle is the leader in the clubhouse from a video analytics database etc like i'm very complimentary of them but they're not a social platform they're not uh they're not they're just a, a part of the process i guess you could say like they help high school programs break down film they like have all of the video there for the kid to make the tape but the kid still needs to show themselves out there and get the exposure necessary and I mean, you, if you see any college coach, regardless of level, and they post it, and then you see all of these kids with underneath their subtweets just like posting their huddle film, none of that's getting watched. I mean, just it's just not happening. So it doesn't mean that they can't continue to do that. They might do that on air for all I care, if I'm being honest. But um, there is an overwhelming need. And I should also say this, that we're just in college football at the moment, but this will be in all sports, both men's and women's within the NCAA, all 34 of them in which there's no, nowhere near as much as exposure on women's volleyball as there is football and, and men's basketball, for example. Um, so the, the, the long-term trajectory is most definitely there. Um, and if, if there was already a perfect solution, there would be no need for us. Uh, and I think that our early traction within the first 35 days is, is proof enough that there's definitely a, a, a need for us to be here. Well, and I also would argue they don't really have a huddle international either, D. So this gives it international kids more opportunities because there isn't really a huddle international that, that I know sense. of, at least. So I think it, it really helps international kids, especially once it opens up to all the different sports. It's really going to open up everybody's, whether it be soccer, everything like he's saying. Yeah, all 34 sports, both men's and women's, within the next 12 months. So we're starting in football because mm -hmm. I played football, it's my network, there's the most media, most money in it, et cetera. Uh, but truthfully, I believe that the value of the platform really comes in every other sport, especially women's sports. You know, with Title IX, 48, 49% of every athletic program has to have female athletes. And, you know, they don't have the budgets to go and find those girls. So, and families are more than willing to spend to help their kids get, get to where they need to be. So uh, I do think that there's, that there is tremendous opportunity. And I, I, I don't see Huddle... As a competitor, I see them as the ultimate compliment, truthfully. I like it. Okay. Well, that, that's just a, that's, so that's, I like where it's going. I think it'd be a great thing for AFWB. We appreciate you coming on, talking yeah. about it. We're going to, we're looking forward to it. I'm going to be on it with my guys at the high school. Obviously, we're going to start using it for AFWB, trying to just get kids exposure. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, you got anything else you want to finish with? No, just thank you. Thank you guys for having me and uh, and looking forward to, to staying in touch. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. We're going to have to go make Gary a profile. Bitches.
benches 225 five times, can run a 5140, <laughs> can apparently beat 16 year olds in throwing a ball. Well, that's easy. That's guaranteed, though. <laughs> is D'Angelo frozen or is he asleep? Uh, Oh, no, I think I'm, he fell asleep. I, I don't think, yeah, I'm so fucking disappointed in y'all having a fucking kicker on this show, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, you 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 tried to get a kicker on, and I, you I weren't able so, to get a kicker on. I am so disappointed in y'all. Y'all know how I feel about them, and he was a smart one, too. It, well, and it's funny I, that you, you've tried to get kickers on, and they haven't came on for you. I just had to do it for you. No, I, I'm being honest with you, Gary, since I got to come out of this, and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I lie when I said I tried to get some kickers on. I don't deal with kickers like that. I don't care for them like that to even have them <laughs> on this show. So whenever well, it was time for us to get one on, I would come up with the excuse of, now nah, they won't come on or they busy or something like that. And then you get a kicker on the show? But this it is was, disgusting. You here. brought it about the kicker. It had nothing to do with about the kicker. It had to do with what he's doing afterwards to help kids. That's what it was about, and you made it about a kicker. <laughs> Okay, now back to our other topic that we already started wow. before the guest came on. Go ahead, Time. You got it. Yes. So we were talking about the NC State Wolfpack getting completely shafted. So they found out before their game the other day, mind you, they had been undefeated, already had beat Vanderbilt, who is, I believe, the defending champions. Yes. Um, and what, sport, what sport are we talking about? College baseball. 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 College baseball. Okay. And they found out that they were going to be missing over half their team due to some uh, protocol, COVID-19 protocols. Um, they came out and probably should have won the game, even with their scrubs and backups. Well, because they lost, there was supposed to be another game played the next day. Well, overnight, NCAA put out a statement that NC State was actually going to be sent home and that that game was going to be forfeited. And that, uh, yeah, that they had, you know, that essentially Vandy was going through automatically. Mind you, and they were said due to COVID protocols, apparently, I want to say I saw, I don't know if these numbers are correct or accurate, but I saw it on a verified account. So hopefully they were tweeting the correct information. But they said six people tested positive, four of which were vaccinated players. So first of all, that's already crazy. That speaks to what you're talking about being vaccinated earlier. Then... That, that, that day, after they uh, sent State home due to concerns about safety protocols, the NCAA posted a picture of the stadium and was applauding that they had 23,000 people in the stadium. They don't require masks. They don't require you were vaccinated. There, there was no, like, protocols for safety protocols for the fans, and they were applauding how many people they had packed into that stadium. <laughs> Just completely tone deaf to that whole situation that was just going on. Which, it just goes to show, it's all for appearances. Kids test positive for appearance purposes. We can't let them play because right. of the keep their appearances. They don't really care. That's that's the problem is everything is about appearances. It's just like I have buddies that have gone to basketball games and baseball games. The side the camera's on, people can't sit there unless they're wearing a mask. The other side that's not shown to the camera, you don't have to wear a mask. It's it's outrageous that, but because of the whole aspect of being on TV, they have to show a certain thing, but then you don't have to around the rest of the stadium. It's outrageous. Come on, Gary, you believe that? That's extreme. I know. I, I have literally that a buddy extreme, that went to a bro. game. I have Come a buddy on, that man, went to a game. Like I'm not look. I'm not saying your buddy lying because he could be lying, but damn, Gary. 
you like this is like reading somebody wall on so Facebook are, are and be like, me, oh, it's you, the truth. Are you telling me you're gonna put you're not gonna put that you're gonna let them they wouldn't do that? You don't think a team would ever do that? <sighs> yeah, that's tough, man. You got get that's again tough. The, it's the whole the optics, just like in basketball. You see in the sideline, they have, they're sitting six feet apart with a mask on, but they take that mask on and go in the game and play no, against guys. No, I don't think <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, is how do you get the the side that's facing the camera all to agree to wear a mask and the ones that are not to put a mask they remove on? You you have to you have to move if you if you don't have a mask on, they come and security come to get you because they were sitting there at first and they had they didn't have their mask on and they came and moved and they told me they had to put a mask on or move. So that's how I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I just I wanted it, to make it's sure. It's all about optics. But aside from all that, I have a question. I wanted to ask y'all last week. We didn't have time. Hold on, Hold on, Gary. I still hadn't, hadn't said. I think this is the stupidest shit ever. I don't even know why we even having this conversation. Because, one, it just cost these kids a trip to wherever they could have went to. Was it was it the, the World Series? Or was it the... Was it yeah, championship the next, game? Next stage. Not the, yeah, the, the, the next stage of the championship or in the championship. But this is what I don't understand, and this is why it's stupid. Had they forfeited both teams or set both teams down and let them play at a later date or something like that, then I understand. But the same kids that they quarantined was around the same kids that they just pushed through. So they're now, in turn, going to have the same problem in the next round that they just had in this round, and it's going to really look bad. So I, I don't understand the, the, the way of thinking and then to double down and say, hey, we had 23,000 people in the stands. Woo, look at us. We're doing what we're supposed to do except play some damn softball. Hell yeah. My tinfoil hat is tingling. You see that tinfoil hat is tangling, and you want to know why? It's because a picture of Anthony Fauci in the Vanderbilt baseball jersey started floating around, and people were like, Hmm, this seems to be a pretty odd connection. Apparently, he went to Vanderbilt and gave like some sort of commencement speech or something. I don't know if he has any academic ties to Vanderbilt or not, but it's just very, very suspicious. I'm not buying that conspiracy <laughs> theory, so you might as well shove that one. That one's too far hey, out there. Hey, I'm, 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 right. I'm here see, for it. <laughs> see, Gary, Gary don't buy those conspiracy theories. He only buys the ones where if you're on camera and you got to wear a mask, in a certain area. Those, those I just are know the when somebody that... is physically that has been to my house and has told me that happened, I, there's no reason for them to make it up. Bro, we lie all the time. I, right. we, yeah, I'm a lie to you later on. Watch. I'm a lie to you later on, and I'm, you go tell somebody, like, yeah, man, I got a buddy. You go lie right with me. Just he don't saying, have a reason to lie to me. <laughs> but now you going around. You going around here spreading this lie like it's the <laughs> truth? Yeah. No, you got to think. It's just like you. I said in basketball. They're sitting on the bench wearing a mask six feet apart, but then they go in the game, take the mask off. Does not make sense. I understand that doesn't make sense. It's what you're saying also doesn't make sense, man. I understand the optics, but that's a lot to go through to have some people wear masks so it looked like you're following COVID protocols. When at this point in time in the pandemic, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And when I say nobody cares, I'm saying vaccinated. Like we're over these masks, bro. We're over this shit. We just wanted to go away and we want to get back to normal life. We want to be able to breathe and not breathe our own breath. Okay. That's what we want to do. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I just think it's a sad situation for those guys to get sent right. home after, you know, and, you know, they work so hard all year and, you know, obviously try to do everything right. 
But speaking of getting sent home, I really want to hear what y'all's thoughts are on Kevin Durant and the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I'm not talking Get- about this. <laughs> we not, we not oh, doing you. I have we my question. Want- I'm going to ask my I'll question. With y'all. Go okay. ahead. Ask your question. So I'm going to ask my, my question I had for y'all is, if there was one law you could get rid of in the United States, no matter what it is, what would it be and why? And I'll start for y'all. Oh, okay. So I would get rid of the property tax, having to pay a property tax. And my I whole reason. This one. <laughs> so my whole reason of it is when you, I, I, and I'll even give a, a set, a, like a certain criteria you have to meet. Once you pay your house off, you should not have to pay property taxes. To me, once you pay it off, you physically own it now, but they still have property taxes. I feel like if you if you're still paying payments on it, that's fine. You pay your property tax, but once it's paid off, it should be gone. And in some states, they do. When you hit a certain age, you don't have to pay property taxes, but it's not uh, U.S. wide. So that would be my biggest thing to take care of because you don't truly ever own anything then because you're always paying this tax. If you don't, you get your property taken. So you never truly own what you pay for. So that would be what I would abolish and get rid of. When Gary ain't on his rich shit, he's still on his rich shit. When you own your house, you shouldn't have to pay. He going through this right now. It's that time of the year too. He going through this right now and it's burning his ass up that he got to pay so much property taxes. Every year. No, well, and if you think about it, the biggest thing is like, you never truly own it. You never truly own your property, which is terrible because what is the point of, like, it doesn't make sense. If you live long enough, you're going to pay more in property taxes than you actually pay for the house that you own. If you live long it's enough, just, that's why I think it's so backwards. Like, because they always talk about buying houses, but you never truly own anything because it can always be taken away. I think that should be gotten rid of. You should, that should not be an issue. I think once it's gone, if you pay it off, it's yours. You don't pay property tax no more. Because I know, like in Mississippi, they have where once you hit 65, you don't pay property taxes anymore. But some states are like that, but not every state is. I just think it should be once you pay it off, you don't have to anymore. Because, again, a lot of people don't aren't able to pay their houses off. Some people don't may pay 30 years. I think that's a reward if somebody pays 30 years and pays it off. They should not have to pay property taxes. It's just, uh-huh. I don't know. But, again, that's when we talk about government. That's a whole other aspect. But that was okay. my rule. That was my law. Go, go ahead, Tom. I'm going to let you go. So when Gary told us he was going to ask us this questions, I went ahead and looked up uh, some of the craziest laws. And I found the one in North Carolina. So apparently it is illegal to play drunk bingo in North Carolina. So it is illegal to sell alcohol at a bingo hall. That's what I'm getting rid of. Because listen, if I'm trying to go up into a bingo hall and, and, and hit bingo with a drink in my hand, win some money, I'm, I'm trying to be able to do that. So I'm not, I'm not sure why they got this law that you can't play drunk bingo in North Carolina. Not only that, I looked up Florida's. Florida's weird law is that apparently you have to pay to park your animal. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Apparently, they said it was, uh, it, it came about because they said they think, this is all here, it might be mumbo jumbo, they said when Ringling Brothers Circus moved its winter show operations to Florida, this law came into a B, so you had to pay a fee to park your animals. 
That's what I'm getting rid of. D, what are you getting rid of? Okay. I would get rid of speeding. From here on out and here forth, you can't get a speeding ticket. You can go as fast as you want to go, and you can go as slow as you want to go. There's no laws uh, that govern how fast or slow that you go. I honestly feel that we, if we were allowed to go as fast or as slow as we wanted to go in this country, we would be more alert and there'll be less accidents. I, I do not agree with that. <laughs> I don't know I, about that one either, but. I'm telling you, I, you, you know, every time you speed, you on high alert. Even if the cops do catch you, you like, damn, like you, you drive better when you doing, when you breaking the law than you do when you're not breaking the law. Because you're careless. You, you're not even looking. You're not paying attention. I'm telling you right now, like, even if you don't have your seatbelt on, you're going to drive a little bit more careful and make sure you, you know, if you're breaking the law in any aspect, that's when you're um, uh, uh, following the rules is what, what I'm trying to say. If you get what I'm saying. Yes. I I don't... <laughs> I hate you, Gary. <laughs> Gary, I'm shocked you didn't change the polygamy rule as much as you talk about you hate it. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would just change uh, the thing. I, it, and that's also related with my mom because of the she paid her house off and she still got to pay property taxes. Oh, okay. My mom's been doing it forever and she finally paid her house off and then she still. It just doesn't make sense in my eyes, and I think it shouldn't make it shouldn't have anybody should have to deal with that once it's paid off. Oh, she thought it was gonna be no more payments at all. No, she knew. She knew she'd still oh. be paying. I'm just saying, in general, me as a son, I don't think she should have to pay oh, okay. because it just doesn't that, make sense. That could have been devastating. She thought her payments was gonna <laughs> no, stop, no, but they no. were still <laughs> coming. She you know, you just never truly own anything you buy. Because you, you know, Gary, Gary ain't coming out of pocket to help moms. Gary's already came out of pocket. As stingy as he is, it's funny you made your mom sign that waiver when she came over. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's crazy. (laughs) Time, I think we got time for one more topic. One more. So uh, you drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. (sighs) Little did we know that when Britney Spears sang those words, she was talking about her dad. Gary, you brought this up in the group chat. Why don't you ask the question about Britney Spears and her conservatorship? What do you guys think? Yeah, so yeah, my I want to know what y'all's opinions are with the whole Britney Spears man, stuff. Like, I, anything I, I to do with the, the conservatorship. I jump out the top rope, man. Y'all white folks crazy, man. <laughs> white folks crazy. All right, we know th- this is why I say white folks crazy, man. We've been knowing for a long time that Kanye West fucked up. We know that. We know Kanye got problems, but not one time did his mom nor his dad try to go to a courthouse and get uh, power of attorney over their estate thinking that they was going to do something crazy. First of all, I don't think her dad should even have this type of power over her estate, period. So I don't even know how we got there, but we got there. We're here now, and now we visit in this conversation. She's old enough and reliable enough and doing what she needs to do, whether we deem her crazy or not. I, I don't, if she want to go spend all her money and blow it at the strip club or wherever, she's just doing what sane people do. So I, I, I don't understand why they needed to put this in place to protect Britney, which, I mean, it's not protecting her uh, physically. 
I, I just I don't get it. It's stupid. I didn't even know this was even a thing. California is just fucked up in the, anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's terrible. I think if if obviously we don't know every obviously she came out, she said a bunch of stuff, and I'm assuming most of it's true because that's her feelings. So who you can't say her feelings are wrong because that's how she feels. But when you say when you have somebody saying that she feels like she's trapped, she was forced to do things, like that's not how anybody should be living. And then she's worried about her doctor saying no about anything. She can't have they won't let her have a kid again. Like nobody has that right. Like that just it blows my mind. And in the in the fact that judges have kept keeping the conservatorship going, that's the thing that kills me. And I hopefully this will be enough to fully get her out of it because she deserves to be on her own, do what she wants. She's she wants to have another kid. She's in a stable relationship. I think you should let her be. Like that's the thing is like I don't think anybody needs to be controlling her finances, her estate, or her in general. She, I think she she has she's still gonna go to therapy because she says she still needs it. But like that's on her. Let her do what she needs to do. It's her life. If she, they let it do with everybody else, that's crazy. They let them do their own life. But it happens to be a high-profile person, and then they're letting her put her because she's in the public eye. She got put in conservatorship, and now they won't let I, her out. It just blows my how? mind. I, I you <laughs> see you. It she blows was too your, trusting of her parents. That's the thing. She well, didn't sign dad, this over. It it, she didn't sign this over though, Gear. He took this from her. He took her to court to get this. Uh, st- I didn't even know that there was even a rule in California where you could do something like this. It it just tells you how flawed our system is on things. Oh, uh, dude, this I so so he got it. They are where they are right now. Um, how do you move forward? Because even as a parent, he still has power over her because he's the power of attorney of her estate in and out of the house. They basically still live together and she's going to always be the little girl because he has control over literally everything that has to do with Britney Spears. Well, the only way it can end is if a judge ends all of it. If he, if the judge says, nope, this is no longer void, we're letting her out, she's free to do what she wants, then I guarantee you her father will never be in her life again because she will not allow it. And then, because she still has a relationship with her mom, her mom's been fighting on her side. It just It's crazy to me that this is going on and it just crazy me that the law still allows it. Like the, the judges are still allowing it. They've kept keeping her in it, even though she's had all these issues, they keep coming back and she's still, you can tell she still wasn't like, well, when she was doing her Vegas stint, all that kind of stuff, but they kept saying, Oh, she needs to stay in it. They, well, maybe she's not well because she's in this. Like they don't think about that. It, it's bad to me time. I would like to hear your thoughts on this. I, I do got to say this though. Uh, <laughs> my real reasoning for really being pissed off and upset about this whole situation with her and her father and this conservatory thing is, did you hear when Brittany came out and she said, that's the reason why she stopped making music. Yeah. Unbelievable. How, how could you do this to us as fans? Brittany's father, you dick. I can't believe you're going to cost us some really good music because you want to, you want to feel like you want control. That's selfish. He's a selfish asshole, Gary. He no, he hundred percent is. He's I think he's proven it multiple times in his conservatorship that it's all about him. He doesn't truly care about his daughter. He wants everything to be so he's stable and everything, nothing, nothing to worry about with her. As long as but, she has no control, he doesn't care. But if we can see this right here, how can a judge not see this and then say, Hey, we need to lift this thing and give her her life back? I think because with the conservatorship, you have to have doctors and 
here's your tinfoil hat thing. I could see him paying the doctors off. To say that what? she's not healthy. Come on now. You know, look. You would hope they're not, but that happens we, all the time. Now we now we all know that Britney batshit crazy, but we also know too that there's a lot of other people out there that's batshit crazy too, but they live normal lives and not in the conservatory ship. So I I'm that's what I don't understand. Because if that's the case, and you could do this right here, if if I and I'm not saying A B crazy, but on the outside a lot of people could think he crazy. And if his mama ran down there and said, hey, I want to do it, everybody going to be like, she need to get that. She need to make sure that boy don't do nothing crazy. But I think uh, the you see what I'm saying, though? I'm, I'm saying how do you deem a person not able to take care of themselves? Well, you do. I think like so Brittany did have to sign a paperwork at first to go into the agreement at first. It couldn't just be done. She did have to agree at first. So right. and then so that's and the problem. You, and then, apparently, once you sign it, it's really hard to get out of. Yeah. So, but then, so she might not have knew how hard it was going to be to get out of it. And mm. now everything falls in the doctor's words. It has nothing to do with how she feels. It's oh. what the doctors say. Like the doctors know better, but they don't. They can say they know better, but they don't know what's going on in her mind and what her head is. That's I don't know. It's it's a, it's a terrible situation for her to be in. I'm hoping she gets out of it. Time. Let's hear your thoughts. I'm right on board with what you guys are saying. It just seems crazy to me that someone could have that kind of control over you for so long. And then, you know, people around you have been trying to help you get out of this thing, but they keep you in it. And, you know, it's just, I wonder, like, because, you know, there's always two sides to every story, they say. And, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, so I wonder, like, what is it that we're not seeing that these judges have, like, kept this conservatorship going? Like, what what is it that we don't see? You know, because and then maybe it's just because maybe this is the fact that it's hard to get out of once you agree to be in it. Um, but the 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 calls of social media have obviously brought the free Britney, uh, you know, I say agenda to the forefront. So I really feel like. There's going to be some big movement on this, and I think that she's going to be able to get out of it um, officially. I hadn't heard if that's happened yet, but, um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy that that's allowed to happen. And like Angela said, white people are crazy. It seems like one of those situations where you look at a park and you got a, you got a little kid on a leash, and it's always a white person that's got their little kid on a leash. I feel like this is one <laughs> One of those situations that evolved <laughs> into this conservatorship because it's just crazy to me. I, I can't understand it, but you know. Also, D, uh, me and Reese have some paperwork for you to sign. Uh, so <laughs> nah. Don't read it, just sign it for me. I just need something signed and then uh, we'll be good you to go. You think that's how they got it, man? Like they, I, they, I, I, I would hope sign. not. Hey, we got a new contract for you. Here you go. Uh, like that, I know y'all don't watch The Office, but this episode of The Office where Dwight's trying to collect signatures and he acts like you're signing for a package and they sign it and he goes, Ha, that's the last one I needed. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> oh, so, God. Before we leave, I, I got to point one thing out. I need everybody that listens to this to let me know if you're watching this, how frustrated are you? by the middle picture behind D'Angelo not being straight. It is super annoying. It's the, uh, it, like, it's so not straight. I, I see it all I, the time. I and I just I had to point it out because I know there's people with OCD that listen to this. 
If you want to see, you don't want to see this if you have OCD because the <laughs> whole podcast it is crooked, and he has yet to change it. It is it's bad. <laughs> I can know that my screen on my computer ain't crooked. Well, then then one of your pictures they're not all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like all different angles, Diego. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. We out. Go by safe room. <laughs> yeah. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 